0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: One, two, three, it started. All right. Hey everyone, I'm Joe from Atlanta and uh, sobriety did October 1st, 2012. Um, uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on a drug log. You, uh, I believe all of you are well-versed in the ways of acting out, um, But uh, suffice it to say that I have no question in my mind that I am a true sexaholic, uh, a real sexaholic, and the nice thing about it, the literature says I'm the only one that can determine that. So every day when my feet hit the ground, I do a quick, simple check-in of steps one, two, and three. Um, um, There's just no way around that for me. Because I have to remember, I am completely powerless over this. No matter how, how many days I string together, the only one I have is the one I have right now. So what happened in yesterday is immaterial. And my thoughts is very clear. Uh, all the old stuff has to leave. It has to go. And anything older than today has to go. Um, yesterday's work will not do anything towards helping me today. So it all starts fresh and anew, which in one respect is a wonderful thing. Because I remember the 45 plus years I had in this, where each day did not begin fresh and anew. It began with dreading the day before me. Um, uh, like, well, I, I think the thing about it is not worrying so much about uh, picking things apart. Because I remember in my early days, I could always pick the speaker apart. I could find a thousand things that I thought were either one stupid. Or, um, or I thought were just absolutely wrong based upon my limited understanding of the program. I, um, um, I would pick folks apart and feel smug and rather uh, prideful of where I was, which was completely screwed up in my life. And but what I finally learned is, what's more important: is looking at the comparisons, looking at the similarities, because the differences absolutely do not matter. Um, for me, it was starting early. And, uh, starting early was, you know, well, I mean, it doesn't matter because there's always some, someone because the law started earlier than that. Or I started later, you know, doesn't matter. But I started early and it only went downhill from there. As uh, the literature says, it's, uh, progressive. And for me it was progressive, uh, give it a break and then it was progressively worse. And that which I thought was my friend became my master. Uh, The literature talks about being a slave to lust, and I I resented that. But uh, over time, I came to understand it clearly. So um, my acting out behavior runs the gamut going back. It predates the Internet, predates uh, VHS. It predates everything because it goes back into the, uh, the late 60s. And so I saw the evolution of my life. Uh, descending into the pit, and I used every every tool at, at my disposal to uh, to hasten that. What is more important to me, uh, we have one meeting that I, well, there's two meetings. I attend. One of them started listing uh, past acting out behavior, and it is always such a joy to be able to say, this is truly my past acting out behavior, and I don't have to worry about what is it is today, because... Quite frankly, I, I learned several years ago, sober is gutting it out. Sober is gritting my teeth, getting through the day in misery. And what I was taught by a loving sponsor is that recovered is where I want to be. And um, as I opened the, the, the big book, first thing, first page says, his story is how many thousands of men and women have recovered. And that's all I wanted to do is, how do I become recovered? And as Hunter said, it was very simple. Glad you asked. So there's, there's a lot of controversy about this recovered stuff, but recovered is not cured. I'm only recovered based on the, the uh, fitness of my spiritual condition. And that's what I have to check in absolutely every moment of every day. Uh, consistently, I have to put my feet on firm bedrock or else I'm slipping down the hill. And as one long-term SA member here in Atlanta States, I'm only one stupid move from being back in the ditch again. So the program helps me stay away from that stupid decision. Um, there is a, a big difference, and, and I'm just going to throw out some of the things that have been helpful to me. I hope they don't come across as preachy or you know, demanding, but it's just, this is the type of stuff that works for me. And I'll first start with what didn't work for me, resentment. I had um, six months in the program, go off the wagon. had three and a half years sobriety in the program and let resentments just take control, thinking I was doing fine. And I shot three and a half years down the toilet. So having three and a half years disappear, um, I had to do some serious soul searching because I thought I had this figured out. The problem is there's nothing to figure out. My my, sponsor is very clear. You just take the actions. The rest will follow. And it's not a program of figuring it out, it's a program of action. And that's what I've really based the last four years on, is continual action uh, that's recovery-driven. The most important thing for me is taking that action and not making it just a checklist. It's so easy to get caught up in, well, look what I've done, or look what I do, but it's all very simply, what is the next right thing to do, and taking that action. And it may be working at a marathon or attending a convention, but it may also be just simply taking the loving next step um, to someone close to me that I would really prefer not to, but I know it's the right thing to do. So taking that next right step in love is part of my program of recovery. Um, in the forward of the big book, and the forward is something I never read forward, but it talks about we as Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered. But the next few words is what really hit home with me from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I knew that when I read that last part of that sentence, I know what that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body was all about. I uh, I lived it. And I wanted to get away from it more than anything. And... That's where I began to participate in the fellowship, which at least pointed me in the right direction. But I had to learn fellowship can only do so much. The fellowship is not the program. The fellowship is a component of the program, but for me, the program is a very simple thing. It's getting a sponsor, working the steps, and being a sponsor to others. Those three things coupled with the fellowship puts me in a point, a place of serenity and peace that I never even envisioned in prior years. I lived a life with a chip on my shoulder. I used anger and rage routinely, as well as acting out sexually. It was a crappy life. Now I seek peace. And through that peace, I'm... I'm able to live a life that I never thought was possible. I quite frankly thought I would I would die as I lived. And it wasn't a pretty situation. Um it was mentioned about um oh oh one of the big pieces with this, conscious contact with God. Oh I thought that. I thought that. I blame God for this. You know, um I I, I blame the fact that I I wasn't cured. And I thought somehow in my pompous prayers that something would happen that just would relieve me of this this issue. What I found out is through conscious contact with God, I am given exactly what I need today. I am given what I need right here, right now. And we have one from our fellowship here that his sponsor constantly asks him, where are you right here, right now, living in the present? So that's important to me to be, be in the present not worry about the past or fret over the future. Be here. Be right here, right now. And that allows me to be in conscious contact with God. When work is nuts, family life can be nuts. Worries of other things can be nuts. I can go. It's still okay. There's God in heaven. I'm not, I'm not God. So I just need to sit back and be along for the ride. I travel a lot. Yeah, yeah, I travel in spells. And when I travel... I don't just simply go down to the airport, hop on a plane, Delta, where are you going? I'll go where you go. I plan my trips a month in advance. Uh, some of my trips are overseas. I plan them three months in advance. I will have samples available when I land. I will have literature. I will have appointments. I will have a ticket in advance for the plane. I'll have hotels booked in advance. I plan my recovery the same way. Um, as I'm setting up airline I call intergroups I will email intergroups and flat ask what's your best meetings? I'll be in your city on these following dates what's your best best meetings and so what I find is now I have a a cadre of meetings in San Antonio I can attend in Philly in New Jersey um, in, in Chicago in multiple cities that I can attend that when I leave home, I return in better shape than when I left, because um, just making that effort to attend a meeting helps my recovery, and that is uh, that's been a very important piece of, of um, my program of action. Um, and even if I don't make a meeting, maybe even with GPS, I get and it has happened. I've gotten lost. Um, uh, parking was unavailable. Uh, maybe the meeting was no longer there and, and the information I had was old, the effort in attempting to do so was sufficient. And over and again, I've always, I've always gotten something out of any meeting I've attended when out of town. Um, some other things that have been very, very helpful to me. We maintain a site, a uh, gentleman from uh, Columbus, Georgia of all places, and uh, maintain the media fire site. Media.com forward slash daily report. And in it are international conventions going back years. There's local Southeast Marathons going back years. There's all types of uh, recovery related material. Um, My iPod now, I think, and I've got an old fashioned iPod, but it has five days worth of recovery on it so that when I'm on a plane, I can fall asleep listening to Joe and Charlie, listening to recovery, listening to anything. And when I wake up, I'm still listening to them. And it just helps, knowing that if I'm in a hotel, I can listen to recovery-related material. Um, even home, many a night, there's nothing on TV worth watching. And quite frankly, uh, touch on that as well. Uh yeah my sponsor said the litmus test is if what you're watching angers you, if what you're listening to gets you worked up, you're not qualified to handle it. it has to go, and so that was hard because I said, you know, I give the standard argument. well, I like watching whatever it is, and I enjoy listening, but if you're enjoying it, well, why are you having arguments with people that are not in the car? Had to think on that for a moment and uh, came around to where he was right i don't need to listen to things that cause me problems cause me consternation cause me to get resentments against anyone so a lot of the tv's gone now and, i mean we watch a little bit of stuff but once it gets a little in it needs to squirrelly it needs to go turn it off and i'll either read I'll, I'll do something that is uplifting for me and my program as opposed to well, I can I can watch this. I've got four years under my belt. No, I'm not qualified to handle it. It's above my pay grade. Um, some other things that are good. Um, Joe and Charlie was mentioned, and I've been a fan of Joe and Charlie's for years. They uh, are humorous in what they do. Long after they've been dead, they they opened the big book in such a way that it made more sense to me so that when I returned to it and read, or would read it, It allowed me to understand it clearer. And I'm a, I don't want to say a student of the book, I'm a student of a lot of books um, because they help me in recovery. No other reason. If it didn't help me, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, There's also some things on that Media Fire site. There's a a section called Sobriety 101. Steve S. out of Memphis uh, did it for, for some time. And it's an excellent way to go through the white book, line by line. And I love how he starts every session. He starts on page 77. And uh, what Steve says is, um, on the first uh, second paragraph, it says, everything begins with sobriety. Without sobriety, there's no program of recovery. First time I heard that, I go, where did that come from? I mean, I've been in the program for years. Where did that come from? You can't get any plainer than that. And even I have to admit, about sobriety, I have nothing. There is no program of recovery. So that's the basis, but that's not the final result. The program of recovery is what I seek, because that's when a life is transformed and a life is changed. But that Sobriety 101 piece, I've got every one of my sponsors reading it uh, or listening to it, and uh, just an excellent way to get immersed in the white book. Um. As we were reading today, the problem, uh, the problem and the solution, I can only say, even today, I identify so clearly with them. Both the problem and the solution written with me in mind, as I'm sure with many of you. And I just have to remember, that is who I am. By well, the grace of the loving God, I don't have to live that way anymore. So, my program is active. It is, I try to constantly check in. That's the other thing, making calls, taking calls. It's a critical piece. Um, my, my experience has been sponsors that don't make calls, don't make it. Those that don't check in things, don't make it. And so I, I notice that if I don't make calls, if I don't take calls, if I don't check things in, I have no chance. So the program has a very basic component. It's no different than going to the gym. Early on, it is rough. Early on, oh, man, it, this just hurts. But us just go at the gym. Give it 90 days. You start to see some results. Oh, but then the results aren't good enough anymore. you got to switch things up. you got to lift weights differently, more weights, change what you're eating. Same thing here. What we do 90 days, ago is no longer sufficient down the road. We have to constantly look for what's new. And we would find those answers in prayer. I know of no other way. I tried, and in, in, the, in the forty-five plus years I was in this mess long before SA, I tried everything I could think of, and all of my answers were insufficient. I did charismatic retreats. I led Bible studies. I did all this stuff, and they all helped a little. SA is what stuck for me. SA is what has led me now for eight years a different life, a transformed life, when nothing else stuck. And so I can only say, this is what worked for me. There's many other ways to find a life of one recovered. This worked for me. And I hope, you know, going forward, it's it's something that works for you because we need folks in the trenches. We need folks in the trenches working with the newcomers, helping the chronic slippers, um, and I tell the chronics, guys, you've got something to offer. You've got to talk to the new guys. You've got to get outside yourself because you have something to offer too. And it begins with a new guy coming in the door. So w- we all have guidance from folks around us, from folks in the meetings. Key thing is that we act upon that guidance. And that pretty much is, you know, where I am, um, uh, you know, I never, never quite know when I hang up or when I do share my story. I'm like, oh, I should have said this. I should have done this. And, you know, what? all I can say is this program of action has worked for me. And I'll never be grateful enough. I used to hear that all the time. I'll never be grateful enough. Now I understand what that means because I never will be grateful enough for what I say's done for me. So with that, folks, I'll, I'll uh, say thank you for letting me share.